Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Whether you're strolling through a magical bamboo grove in Kyoto, Japan, or learning to make pizza in Naples that you'll go on and try to replicate at home a thousand times, you're building special memories that will last a lifetime. That's why people love Viator. It's a website and an app that helps you book almost any travel experience imaginable, ranging from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's truly something for everyone. Viator's traveler experiences also have millions of real traveler reviews. And when you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Fill your next trip with unforgettable memories. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hey parents, did you know that Easter is super early this year? It's on March 31st. I need to get it together, which means I need to go to Lakeshore Learning. If you didn't know, Lakeshore Learning is the go-to store when shopping for all the kiddos in your life. They always have the best toy selection, and this Easter is no exception. I'm torn between getting the Fairyland playset, the remote-controlled robot, or the travel camper, which comes with a built-in kitchen, a fold-out grill, and even a dog. Yeah, I'm getting the camper. Plus, everything is designed by teachers, so you can feel good knowing your kiddo is learning a little something, too. Visit lakeshorelearning.com and get 25% off using the promo code LOVELAKESHORE. Or stop by a store and mention this ad. Some restrictions apply. Again, that's 25% off with promo code LOVELAKESHORE by visiting lakeshorelearning.com or visiting a Lakeshore Learning store near you. Hoppy shopping! The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is sponsored by FX's Little Demon. From Dan Harmon, the co-creator of Rick and Morty, and the brand that brought you Archer, comes the newest animated comedy series about Satan's teenage daughter, Chrissy. Chrissy finds out that her father, voiced by Danny DeVito, is Satan, and she is actually the Antichrist. Aubrey Plaza voices his human ex trying to raise their teenage daughter who is coming into her demonic powers. FX's Little Demon, all new Thursdays on FXX. Stream on Hulu. Hello, hello, hello. I am feeling chipper as a Christmas chicken, okay? Crunchy and salty like Hannah Ann's Crock-Pot Chex Mix. You know, last week when I put my episode out, I I felt an impending sense of doom. I thought, Schimmel, maybe you've gone too far. Quite contrarily, I was celebrated for my complete lack of social awareness. And to the listeners at home, I'd like to say, Thank you for enabling me week after week. It's me and you now. Ah, I've been waiting. Ah, I love that song. Cassie, what up? I am feeling very fresh, very aligned, very spiritually connected to myself this week. I decided that eh, at the end of last week, after I weathered yet another storm, that I was really going to focus on me, kick it old school like I do every other day. 
So I've been instilling some new wellness practices. I told you that I've been dry brushing. I don't know why I'm so late to every party. There needs to be some universal email that goes out to dumb bitches like me. I had no idea about a biogel manicure. Uh, This is new. I knew about it four months ago. Everyone else knew about this. How come nobody fucking told me? I'm walking around with busted nails like a crackhead and... I didn't realize that I could get biogel manicures and have, you know, a flawless, gorgeous manicure for three weeks at a time. Who fucking knew? Also didn't know about dry brushing. How easy, how stimulating, how goop adjacent, okay? Just get a stupid fucking dry brush. You can get it from Home Goods. You can get it from Amazon. And you just work your way up, work your way up. Lymphatic drainage. Who fucking knew? Did you just hear that fucking audio glitch? I am not joking when I tell you that there are some group of aliens that are trying to summon me and they want to fuck. And no means no. My body, my choice, okay? This morning while I laid in bed and tore up my gratitude journal and scrolled my burner TikTok account for, I'd say, an hour and a half and dropped my phone on my face three times, you know, I got to start, I got to get a bigger phone and maybe just hold the phone up higher so that the drop might deviate the septum and then I can get a free rhinoplasty, you know, because I got to keep up with these bitches. But I did drop my phone on my face multiple times. Love her like a sister. I saw this kind of trend. I'm in this new algorithm. I've left lesbian TikTok fan fiction and now I'm on a architectural digest health and wellness kick with like a lot of like intensely chopped salads, you know, like I, I, I don't get it. How many... How many times can you chop a cucumber before it just becomes mush? Like, we get it. I saw 14 different women make salads and then take chips and dip the chips into a fucking salad. It's it's a no from me. I'm good. You know, if I want a chip and a dip, I'm going a seven-layer dip. I'm going bean dip. I'm going guacamole, tzatziki, hummus, chimichurri, zoog, garlic sauce, baba ganoush, tahini. I'm not dipping a fucking chip in a salad like a psychopath. It's not exactly the spinach artichoke dip from Hillstone. So can you calm your fucking tits? I can't. Anyways, I saw all these women dunking their face, basically waterboarding themselves first thing in the morning to stabilize their serotonin levels and deal with anxiety and your central nervous system. And I'm like, listen, I'll give myself an ice mikvah in the morning if that makes me glow and not want to run somebody over with my car for sport. I'll give it a fucking go. So I got my little mixing bowl and then I put ice cubes in it and then I put water in it and then I put it on the kitchen counter. And as I knelt over the bowl of ice, okay, it felt like Rose at the edge of the ship the Titanic, I realized that I have not had my face, head, submerged underwater since probably 1998. And if you think I'm fucking joking, hot tip, I'm not. Aquamarine, she is not. I can barely fucking swim, okay? I mean, I try not to enter bodies of water, but if in, in the off chance I've had like a couple chi-chis and then I decide to take a dip in the pool, I mean, I'm four feet tops. And if I happen to kind of saunter over to the five foot area, I'm basically just flailing limbs. I'm like Taylor Swift and her reputation tour. I'm just, things are just flailing around and I'm trying to stay afloat. It's hardly like a breaststroke. I'm not Michael Phelpsing it. Yeah, I, Bitches who swim, I mean, bless them. I'm not doing that. I got this massage 
last week. This woman beat the shit out of me, okay? Loved every second. She told me that I needed to get waterproof AirPods, a pink swimming camp cap, and I need to swim in my pool. pool. What the fuck is going on? Dum, bum, bing, dum. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Made me, made me mash my M&Ms. No edits. So she told me I needed to start swimming and that my body was telling her that I needed to start swimming. I said, yo, Franny, no. You would have thought I was at the Winter Olympics doing a polar plunge, trying to put my fucking face in this bowl of ice water. I physically couldn't figure out how to not drown in the mixing bowl in my Williams-Sonoma mixing bowl because I couldn't figure out, do I blow Do I blow bubbles with my nose and my mouth? Do I plug my nose? Like I didn't, I don't know how to hold my fucking breath underwater. And I ended up like blowing out of all of my holes and then extracting my face from the cold water and just having that trauma truffle butter all over my chin. And I'm like, I don't think I'm doing this right. And it made me feel so stupid. I'm like, I really am one chromosome away. For someone who thinks that they're so smart, I'm a moron. I can't even figure out how to hold my breath underwater and I'm 32 years old. Look inward. Needless to say, Esther Williams found her inner composure and I was able to dunk my like one third of my face in the bowl of water for all of 2.8 seconds. I felt, I never have felt better. Never felt better. Then I thought about my guiding light, Sonia Morgan, shoving her face in a bidet. And I'm like, I need to step my game up. WWSMD, what would Sonia Morgan do? And then I dunked again for maybe six seconds. And wow, she is wellness. Speaking of tranquility, wellness, and nature, I have had a micro progression with my bird phobia. So we have this nest of doves that I personally have tried to machete mentally, physically, and emotionally since we moved in. They won't fucking leave. When I tell you, I gave a wink, wink, and a tug, tug to a pressure washer while Andrew was out of town. And I was like, what do I got to do to get you to pressure wash those fuckers out of that goddamn nest? He's like, ma'am, we can't do that. I'm like, what about now? Lowered like the hemline of my shirt a little bit. I'm like, what about now? What about now? What about now? I mean, I would have, I would have given him my butt. Okay. And I was in a pretty dicey territory because I think this was around the time post-Roman parasite where things were just backed up to the nines. I would have given him my butt if he would have taken that 300 degree high pressure hose right to the nest. (laughs) Feathers flying everywhere. (laughs) I smell a tube top. So he wouldn't do it. And so he's pressure washing around the fucking nest, like just grazing it. These fucking doves don't move. Andrew goes outside, you know, breaks pipes, takes the dog out, whatever the fuck, likes to stare into the mountains and think about life and lust for a divorce. Who knows what he's fucking doing up there? Painting with all the colors of the goddamn wind. The doves never move, okay? They're completely unjilted by a human presence, hoses, sounds. We had doors going in, you know, chainsaws, nothing. They will not fucking leave, okay? So last week, as I was making a gorgeous tikka masala, which by the way, I mean, one of these days I'm going to drop you with a reels, a cooking reels, a la Hannah Ann. I'm going to, first I need to practice how to never have my chin fall below a 45 degree angle. I need to find out my angles first, and then I'm going to hit you with a Hannah Ann could never cooking series 
on the reels. And that's probably never going to happen, but let's just, you know, put it on the vision board. (sighs) Anyways, as I hand mortar and pestled a ginger garlic jalapeno mixture that eventually would be the base of my blow your colon tikka masala, I looked outside the kitchen window and I swear to fucking God, there was a hawk on the edge of one of our lounge chairs and it had attacked this nest of three birds that have lived in our house for fucking the past year since we've moved in. And we've tried to take it down. We removed the speaker. They found another one. We've done everything. They won't fucking leave, okay? The hawk ate two of the family members. So only one lone dove remained in the nest. I saw the whole thing slow motion. And when I tell you I had a bit of a heart pang, okay? I had a full poke, Jucahontas, she's back. I had a moment where I almost almost started crying, not falling, but a singular tear because I felt so bad for the little dove family that's inhabiting my land. So now that widow dove, she just stays in her nest all day long and she just stares at me. And I'm like, do I need to get like a pet psychologist to come out and telepathically like heal her from that trauma, like a PTSD therapy session? I don't really know. It's really fucked up. But the good news is that When I look at her, there is a softness in my eyes and I'm not lusting for a machete or like a nuclear bomb to throw at her nest. So as Maya Rudolph once said, whatever makes you uncomfortable is your biggest opportunity for growth. (laughs) And by Maya Rudolph, I mean (laughs) Maya Angelou, (laughs) who also didn't say that. I just Googled quotes about growth. So anyways... I'm headed to Paris in a couple of weeks and you bet your bottom dollar I'm not going to be boarding that plane with anything else than my base luggage. It can be hard to fit everything in, especially when it comes to luggage. With base, there's room for everything, even if you're an overpacker. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip, no problemo. A couple extra pairs of pants, bring it all with base. Base was created by actress Shay Mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashion forward, honey. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushion handle, built-in weight indicator, that is a big one, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all of the interior pockets you need to keep organize. I have the cute base carry-on in like the cream color. I find it to be monochromatic and easy to match with all of my steamy hot airport looks. Okay. They have over 30,000 five-star reviews. I mean, whether you need something for cargo or overhead, every piece is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about a damn thing right now. Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com forward slash Bible. Go to basetravel.com forward slash Bible for 15% off your first purchase. That is B E I S T R A V E L dot com slash Bible for 15% off your first purchase. You know, I consider myself somewhat of a professional person. You know what? That's the biggest lie I think I've ever said on this podcast. I actually thrive in unprofessionalism. I am a walking HR nightmare, which is primarily the reason I try not to go into Dear Media to record this podcast because I can't help 
but harass and sexualize people in the workspace. That's my truth. It's not woke in 2022, but I was there for like three minutes a couple months ago and there was a new hire and I asked if he was gay or straight, how old he was, if he was single and then told him he was hot. So it's not great upside of sexism. I don't think he was offended. It was a compliment. And I was just inquiring for my girls. I also believe that I asked him if there were any like frozen vegetables in the office freezer because I had just gotten my vagina lasered and there was like a lingering burning sensation and I needed to just like sit on something cold. Anyways, I got this, (laughs) I got this email from somebody that I work with. I think she's a new intern and she was asking me for feedback on one of our glorious sponsors. And, you know, I'm not great with the email or the text or the phone calls. I will go through my perfect day in a couple minutes, but like I really love minimal interaction. Like Monday through Friday, I would like to have the least amount of communication as possible. I've talked about this with my my father and my sister. My dad calls me like every single day. And while I appreciate it because I don't have daddy drama, I was hugged. You know, he's a wonderful father. I don't need to check. We don't need to talk every single day. Like, Not much has happened since yesterday. If there is, I'll keep you posted. But the generic like, hey, honey, how are you? Just checking in. And then I just, I can't help myself because I have Tourette's and I'm a cunt. So I'm like, good. How are you? He's like, good. Just uh, played a little tennis. Gonna head over to the office. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Okay cool. Like one word answers. I couldn't be like less enthused. I have nothing to say, nothing to provide. It's like, it's just boarding a merry-go-round. I would rather drown myself in my Williams Sonoma ice bowl than have menial chit chat, small talk. I swear to God, I don't know how to do it anymore. Andrew looks at me. We went to like, my sister had an engagement party this weekend and then I had a shower and then we had dinner with some friends. I, I am so socially unhinged that I don't even know anymore how to do the thing. Like, so like, how's work? What are you up to? Like, I don't know how to do general chit chat. I'm like, I get you into my house. I pry you with vodka. And then I'm like, I want to have like the most intense conversations of all time. And you're just like buckled up on a roller coaster. It's like Goliath. And you have no idea what happened. Like there's no warm up period. There's no like basic pleasantries. I don't care. I want to go balls deep and talk about fucking everything. I'm like, did you hear that Sarah from seventh grade had a like like had an anal leakage? Like it's, it's so deeply ungraceful and I really think that it makes me closer with people instantly, but it's also a very hard pill to swallow. If you're a nice, normal person that hovers at a five socially, uh, you're going to feel like you just got hit by a semi truck just on an intro with me. I'm completely, the wheels have fallen off the truck and the truck is coming down the freeway at 150 miles per hour, hands off the steering wheel. It's a fucking mess, okay? So there's just the basics like, hi, how are you? Good. How are you? So what's new? Like, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you everything. If I have like a rogue nipple hair, you're going to know about it in 0.03 seconds because it's just, 
the rhythm of my dance floor. So I get this email from the sweet, adorable intern asking me for feedback on this product. I ignore it. I get a follow-up email. I get another follow-up email. I ignore it. I get another follow-up email. I ignore it. I get another follow-up email. And you know, it just hit me at the right time. And I'm like, what the fuck type of feedback is the company requesting? Can't they look inward or do a poll? Now I have to sit and give my feedback on the fucking chicken sausages. Like, no, if it's good, it's good. If the check's clear, I'm ready to rumble. What are you talking about? Like, well, it could use some notes of fennel seed. And I do prefer an apple Chardonnay sausage to the garlic herb. Like, what are we talking about? This is crazy. When did I become a wiener connoisseur? This poor, sweet gem, okay, who's just doing her fucking job, hit me on the wrong day, okay? So I respond in all capitals, hi, yes, I've received the sausages. What kind of fucking feedback are they looking for? Tell them it's the best bratwurst I ever experienced in my life and I hope to be buried clutching one of their wieners. I wake up every morning lusting for their chicken sausages and I lay my head to rest dreaming, dreaming of their pork, hot Italian, synthetic shaft. For fuck's sake, all capitals. (laughs) Oh, the poor girl goes, LOL. Thank you for confirming. I'll let him know. Smiley face. (laughs) I got to give her a gift basket next time I roll into the office. I must have really scared the shit out of her. But you know what? It's good training. And it's all in good fun. You know what I mean? It's a laugh. It's a lollicopter. Speaking of a lollicopter, Victoria Beckham, a.k.a. Posh Spice, has expanded her empire like the inclusive queen that she is by incorporating plus-sized fashions into her clothing line. The headline quote that I read, I believe it was on Daily Mail, said, Skinny is out of fashion, dash Victoria Beckham. This is the biggest crock of PR shit I have ever heard. Listen, I agree that skinny is out of fashion 1000%. I think a little meat on your bones is sexy. It gives you a little bit of a, you know, natural filler. I don't think the rail thin 90s waif-like body type is applicable anymore. That being said, I'm not full of shit and I do want to walk down the street and I want someone to throw a piece of bread at me and be like, are you okay? You look malnourished. She looks faint, gaunt. I'm just going to, I'm going to keep it real with you. I would fucking love that. I don't see that in my future because I do like to chew, but a gal can dream. I'm not saying that's healthy. I think it's probably toxic and deeply broken. And there's some like really, really terrible beauty standards that have been ingrained in my head from being, you know, a nineties kid, but that I'm, at least I'm being fucking honest. I would love my clavicle to be able to open an envelope, okay? I want to have jaundice energy. I want my cheekbones to be hollow. I want to look like a lifeless corpse, but glowing and fresh. But for Victoria Beckham to come out and say, I just think skinny is out of fashion when it has been long documented that she abstains from 
anything with oil, butter, dairy, alcohol, and only eats steamed vegetables with a little bit of fish and also went to a wedding in 2019 where all she ate allegedly or requested from the chef was small bowls of mints and coconut water, which is honestly a vibe. I tried to trademark this diet years and years ago. It's called the Splenda Celery Ice Chip Diet. So basically, write this down, guys. So when you're thirsty, obviously you drink water. When you're hungry for something savory, you can have a celery stick. (laughs) When you want dessert, you can snort a Splenda. And when you're abstaining from food altogether, you can just smoke a cigarette. (laughs) Should I write a book? For the record, I've never partooketh in this diet, but I think there's something there, you know? That's funny shit. Bethany Frankel took to the talk yet again. No days off for Bethany Frankel. First, she let us know that while she was on a yacht in Greece, in Mykonos, that it is not for her. And if you are spending, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars on a luxury vacation, you should go elsewhere because she's a relatable queen. She also posted a video in homage to herself exclaiming how proud she was that she speaks her mind and she takes on the Kardashians and keeps it real, all the while showing us her Birkins and her yacht vacations and her $300 face creams that she paid retail for. It's so insulting to the intelligence of a viewer. Now, I play dumb, but I'm a smart motherfucker. I can read the temperature of every single goddamn room. And I can extract myself from myself and take on the life force and optics of every person in every scenario. I think to argue anything, you need to be able to argue against yourself first. So a hypocrite, she is not. I I got it. I love Bethany Frankel. I think she's the best real housewife of all time. I think she's smart. I think she is funny. I think that she her her finger is a little off the pulse when it comes to social media and connecting with strangers. I think that it's very self-indulgent and it's if you're just kind of smart, you can see through it. Um you know, bragging about a lack of filter while you look amazing, dripping in designer goods on a luxury vacation. I'm not a hater. I'm right there with you, but it doesn't need to be, there doesn't need to be the precursor of no filter. Like you look good. So we got it. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, this is all very counterproductive. You're not fighting the good fight. You know, who's fighting the good fight? Hannah Ann. She made a crock pot Chex Mix this morning and then proudly displayed them in a little pumpkin bowl next to her little pumpkin flower arrangement. And if you know, you know, these bitches love a vase and a vase, okay? It's like, oh my God, Jeff Lethem could fucking never. I mean, the vase and the vase, and then they line them with the candy corn and then the pumpkin peeps. Pumpkin peeps, they're marshmallows with orange shrink hush. I hope she gets a fucking ant infestation. And then, oh God, those orange carnations, honey. I cannot fucking deal. She also loves a ranch seasoning packet. Thomas Keller is shaking. <laughs> Last night, I made a beautiful shrimp detox salad. I sauteed some shrimp that I had marinating in lime juice, olive oil, garlic, like a little bit of like was it Old Bay or something? I don't know. Something I found in the fucking pantry. Salt and pepper. Ah! 
And I sauteed it up and then I put it over a bed of arugula, shredded red cabbage, blackened zucchini that I roasted in the oven, corn. Corn's really having a resurgence recently. I just kind of steamed the corn in foil with a little olive oil, salt and pepper. Took that bitch off the cob, topped it with some avocado, cilantro, a diced shallot, lime juice, olive oil, salt and pepper. I put on my old crusty Ross dress for less $8.99 robe that I bought in San Luis Obispo. That is, I mean, you could crack the sleeves in half. I don't want to say that I have given multiple hand jobs in that robe in college, but I gave probably half of a hand job. And there's just, there's so many bodily fluids all over it. I don't know if it's like detergent, toothpaste, semen, blood. We don't know what it is, but it is my comfort robe. And it's just been so severely like overwashed, bleached. And I can't part with her. I just can't. What was that play? Like Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat didn't see it. I think Clay Aiken was in it. Is he still alive? I get him and Vern Troyer mixed up. I have no idea why. I know they're completely opposite, but I, I for the life of me, <laughs> cannot differentiate Clay Aiken and Vern Troyer. Go figure. I'm like Jackie and the amazing Technicolor, Paisley, Vera Bradley adjacent, Ross Dress for Less, synthetic semen coat. I got yet another notification yesterday saying that my Instagram account is on the verge of being deleted for the fourth time. Instagram, once again, you can suck my dick and fuck off because my only career goal in life is to be successful enough where I can delete my Instagram and be like a normal cool person and have a Finsta. I reposted three photos from a Helen Keller meme account, which is my favorite Instagram follow. You want content, okay? Content, fucking loser. You want something that sparks joy and gives you a tickle in your pickle? Follow Helen Keller. I think it's the real Helen Keller on Instagram. Nothing will brighten your day. I mean, the irony is not lost on me. Nothing will brighten your day more than seeing that black square with a quippy caption first thing on a Tuesday morning, okay? Because there's no better Instagram account. We're all doing it wrong. We're bleeding out, trying to create and be different. It's all the same shit. Nobody's nailing it except the real Helen Keller. And you can do your swipe ups and cash those checks. I'm doing the same. We're all in the same boat. But let's not think that we're better than the hell kells, okay? Because we're not. It's all a regurgitation of the same exact shit. Nobody's breaking the mold. We're just cashing checks like the prostitutes that we are. The second we acknowledge said prostitution, we are common hookers, all of us, okay? Then we can just relax. People ask me all the fucking time. I just did an interview a couple weeks ago. Ha! <laughs> an interview that will never see the light of day, by the way. Where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? Doing this, exactly doing this. Television sucks. They, it sucks. It's fucking terrible. I want to talk shit into a microphone in an entity that I own for all of eternity until I get canceled. But guess what? You really can't cancel me because I could self-distribute. I'm my own fucking boss. It's a dream come true. You know what my dream is? My dream day? I will fucking tell you, okay? You can't put a price tag 
on privacy, eating in a parking lot in the Valley, making tacos like Brittany Murphy from Girl Interrupted, picking at the chicken, picking at the chicken. Because if you think that I don't get my little fucking donut Haley Bieber nails in the carcass of the chicken and I'm dripping that that grease, that skin grease all over my body, all over my face, uh, you're you're dead wrong. I snap the sporks. I snap the El Pollo Loco sporks. So sometimes I got to get my phalanges in the mix while I'm making my little DIY tacos on the side of the fucking 101 freeway. Here is my perfect day. Okay, a Jackie Schimmel sunrise, sunset, Hoku, perfect motherfucking day. Okay, first I wake up from a gorgeous eight-hour Dramamine slumber around seven o'clock. I then scroll my burner TikTok for about 36 minutes while I have Leo suckling at my fucking teat, okay? I open the drapes into my bedroom. I saunter to the kitchen. I hit him with my 90s nostalgic morning playlist, which I might post sometime this week. Automatically, I am invigorated by the crooning sounds of Goo Goo Dolls, Ja Rule, Alanis Morissette, Lisa Loeb, uh, who else? Mace. I just let him take me away to a simpler time and a simpler place. Then I have an everything bagel thin with just a little bit of butter toasted. If you don't know what a bagel thin is, it's like imagine a normal bagel that's been sliced horizontally eight times just a touch of a bagel. Maybe I would do butter. Maybe I would do a chive cream cheese with a heirloom, fresh heirloom tomato slice, a little red onion, capers on the inside. Obviously we've discussed this and a smoked salmon pocket. Then like clockwork, my doorbell rings and I am delivered my Malibu sunshine juice from Sun Life Organics, okay? I order it almost every single day. It's foamy, it's delicious. It's carrot juice, strawberry, orange juice with extra ginger. That's my order. It it invigorates my senses. I then waterboard myself in the Williams-Sonoma ice bowl for approximately 20 seconds at a time just to give myself a little impromptu facial cryotherapy. I immediately enter a steam shower with a blow dry on the horizon so I can really let my pores just extricate all the toxins and the vodka and the truffle potato chips that the weekend has brought into my system. Then I put on my favorite towel robe that I stole from the Four Seasons Spa just down the road and lay in my bed while I do my red light therapy mask for a full three cycle rotation, which takes about 12 minutes. I now switch my music playlist to Bossa Nova. I let the smooth sounds of the Brazilian samba titillate my testicles. (laughs) I then craft my 1.5 liter bottle of matcha, which I shake violently and strain over ice. No additives, no calories, no sugar, just a pure hydration to glow from within. I transfer said iced matcha into my new blush pink Yeti that my girlfriend gave me over the weekend. It's my new personality. I'm a Yeti girl. I brought it to a party. I was wearing a very cute outfit and I thought, I want people to know that I am a beacon of health and wellness. So yes, I will be transporting 
in lieu of a clutch bag, a blush pink Yeti blush and bashful for Shelby. Ideally, I'd like to have a bowel movement, one that leaves me breathless and concave. I will then shimmy my ass into a pair of sensible suction cup bike shorts, a Pilates sock, and a Hanes boy tank with a sports bra with extra back support. Then I would go do Pilates class with my girlfriends where we will, you know, half-assedly do leg circles and talk shit about people we hate together. Then I would go to Shibuya in Calabasas for my favorite sushi lunch. I get a stuffed squid. I get a spicy tuna on crispy rice. I get the salmon onion hand roll with soy paper, easy rice side of ponzu. And then I get a selection of four pieces of sushi, omakase, chef's choice, because I'm fun and free spirited like that. And then I would probably saunter to the Restoration Hardware Outlet looking for discount furniture and or light fixtures. I'm currently in the market for a picture light. So if you know anybody, give me a call. Then actually kicking it back to Shibuya and Calabasas, I, whilst eating my sushi lunch, I would hope to be sat next to a couple going through a breakup or a tough time or some type of Uh, verbal altercation because I like a meal with a show. Then after I hit up the uh, RH outlet and got a picture light, maybe I would go and like buy a candle or a cute top somewhere. Then I would go over to Gelson's, check on my girls, do a little grocering, pick up some flowers, come home, give Leo a hand job, make some floral arrangements make a, maybe make a chili. I love a chili. I like a one pot wonder. I like to nurse something. I get my little wooden spoon out and I just really take my aggression out on any type of minced meat. Then I would have a gorgeous beluga martini and I'd light all my candles and I'd watch approximately seven and a half hours of the Real Housewives. We'd fit a blow dry in there somewhere. And then I would go to sleep at 9 p.m., take my drugs and do it all over again the next day. That would be my perfect fucking day. You know what would really cap off the perfect day? An ice cold can of poppy prebiotic soda. So listen, I love nostalgia in all quadrants of life. I like nostalgic music, movies, clothing, food, soda. I mean, what sounds better in the height of summer because hot tip, it's still fucking summer, Hannah Ann, than a delicious can of soda. But listen, we're evolved. We're health. We're wellness. I'm not drinking a fucking soda with like all the shit and sugar and chemicals. No, that's why you need poppy prebiotic soda. Okay. So it's created with real high quality ingredients. It's changing the game for soda lovers with gut friendly benefits wrapped in refreshing, delicious flavors. So with just sparkling water, real fruit juice, and a tablespoon of pure unfiltered apple cider vinegar, that's the good stuff for you. Gut health. Okay. Poppy boasts yummy flavors like strawberry lemon, cherry limeade, and orange, as well as the classics we all grew up on, including the cola, doc pop, and root beer, the root beer and the cola. Look at me, look into my fucking eyes, close your eyes and imagine I'm holding cupping your face. You need to try the cola and the root beer. It's going to blow your balls off. It tastes so good. The Doc Pop, oh my God, the Doc Pop tastes just like a Dr. Pepper, okay? With each can of Poppy, 
It is packed with prebiotics for gut health and only 25 calories. So this is flavorful, full of function. It's just getting started. They are changing the face of soda. You have to order this. It is so good. I've been getting like this healthy vanilla ice cream and then I put it in a cup and then I pour the root beer poppy soda over and then I have like a little root beer float at the end of the day. Is that the cutest thing ever? If you use my code BITCHBIBLE, you're going to get 15% off on Amazon and get sipping. I have a gut feeling you're going to just love it. Once again, all you need to do is use code BITCHBIBLE for 15% off on Amazon. This is so easy and you're getting 15% off. Cheers. I was going to talk about all the drama that's going down on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but it's all so messy and chaotic that like, I don't even want to touch it. All I will say is that Garcelle is a queen and I would take a bullet for her. And I just think that what people are saying about the children who did not sign up for this and just like celebrity children in general, I don't know why, because I don't have children or really like children all that much, but I think that it is so disgusting and invasive and exploitive for, you know, paparazzi trolls on the internet to involve children in something that they did not sign up for. And I think about this a lot because I'm naturally an oversharer and an exploitive person. And when I choose to have children, which is my body, my choice, once again, I don't know how, how quick I would be to post them on the internet without their consent. You know what I mean? I think about that a lot because I shockingly, besides my grandma Gloria and my husband, I I do respect people's privacy a lot because I think privacy is the ultimate luxury. You can't buy it. You can't buy it. There's no price tag on privacy. I've really needed privacy in many moments of my life and I haven't gotten it necessarily. And I just, I think it's a really important method of self-care and boundaries And to attack, you know, a a teenager and say heinous things about him and threatening his life is so fucking disgusting. And I don't know what's what. I think that reunion is going to be very interesting. Diana Jenkins, just give back your fucking diamond. You know, on paper, it's so funny when they when they hire someone like a Diana Jenkins who has all of these connections and affluence and and, uh, you know, a young husband that's like a D-list wannabe rock star that's like not really that good. And then the clothes and the bags and the trips and all of the things. And it still doesn't slap. I mean, it's like we got to get more interesting. We just have to. This is such a flop. Like, get me in casting. I'm I'm primed, prepped and ready. So, yeah, we'll see. I think I think Lisa Rinna is going to get the boot. And, you know, she's given us a lot and we celebrate her for it. But they're just, they've jumped shark. They're trying too hard. I live my life with the roadmap of universal reverse psychology. Anytime someone wants something that much, that desperate energy, it is like, it's like a repellent. Nobody wants to give somebody anything that's begging for it. And I know I feel like hustle culture. And I just, I look at people in the space too, in this, in this industry. And it's like, I don't want to hang out with the girl that's like, wanting it so hard. You know what I mean? Have be cool. Be cool. Don't be all uncool. It's too it's so desperado. Nobody wants to give it to the girl. Let me tell you something about Jackie Schimmel, three-time homecoming princess. Not because I was like so hot, by the way, and I had no Regina George energy. 
contrary to popular belief, okay? I, when it would come around homecoming, I always wanted to fucking win, okay? I'm, I've got Tanya Harding energy. I'm a competitive double Leo with Scorpio rising. I'm a killer. I am a uncaged pit bull that hasn't eaten in 16 weeks. I'm primed for the fucking picking, okay? But I knew that if I went around high school acting like it was something I really wanted, nobody was going to fucking vote for me. So instead, universal reverse psychology, I was like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. You have to like stand on the fucking field with a tiara and then like sit on the back of a car and like wave at the football game. That is so cringe. Deep down inside, dying for it, dying for it. Wanted to live out all my early 2000s Rachel Lee Cook dreams as homecoming princess. But I would never say that. Three-peat champion. That's all I'm saying. Three-peat champion. Like the Kobe Bryant of fucking Plastic Claire's tiaras. And I became a cunt after high school. Like a normal person. The moral of that story is despite my three tiaras, I did not peak in high school. I wasn't that girl. I was just like funny and like everyone's like, oh my God, it'd be so funny if you were homecoming princess. I'm like, ew, gross. Kill me, beat me, stab me. Please vote for me. You know shit's dark when Sutton Strack is like the breakout star of a season, okay? Lisa Rinna is creating conflict just to be relevant and that's when you're, housewife's swan song ensues. Remember six minutes ago where I was like, I'm not going to cover the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills drama. I'm so above it. And then I proceeded to completely debrief about all of the things and then make it about myself and my homecoming princess victory. Classic Jackie. I do want to talk about the drama briefly surrounding the new Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles, Florence Pugh movie, Don't Worry Darling, which I'm very excited to see. I think it comes out next month. It's coming out pretty shortly. And, you know, obviously Olivia Wilde came out. She did an article interview saying that, you know, she had to let Shia LaBeouf go amidst kind of the claims of abuse. This, that, the other thing cut to Shia LaBeouf debunking her statement saying that he in fact quit and then provided proof of a video text message of Olivia Wilde kind of saying like, let's talk about things. I want to make this work. This is a real, I hope this will be like a reality check for Miss Flo, which people kind of perceived as being condescending or patronizing or shady. I didn't really find it that way. I thought it was just a nickname. I mean, I, I didn't, I think that if you really mince it and look into it, then okay, you can twist anybody's words into being condescending, especially mine. But I didn't really take it that way. Olivia Wilde's been quiet ever since. You know, people are saying that this is distracting from the movie and, you know, what could be an amazing performance or a shitty performance or whatever. Uh, Florence Pugh has not really posted about it. She's not doing press for the movie, which is very interesting. She made a comment about, you know, kind of insinuating that it felt exploitive. Like she is the most famous man in the world, like in a scene in the trailer, giving her oral sex and it feels clickbaity, this, that, the other thing. Allegedly, she was pissed because Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles started a relationship on the set and maybe there was a pay disparagement. I don't know. I don't really know. This is all allegedly. I don't really care. I would like to see the movie. 
It looks interesting. I think this is all good press for the movie. And while it's, you know, it's not a great look for Olivia Wilde, you know, if the movie's great, nobody's going to fucking care. We're all going to move on. Everything is temporary. And that's, (laughs) that's my hot take. Well, give us five stars on iTunes. Follow me at Jackie Schimmel if I'm still with you on Instagram. Follow at The Real Helen Keller. I will talk to you next week. Shine bright. Hey.